Nedarim Daf Samachtet. The last thing we were discussing was a question. When the the future husband annuls his part, what is he doing? Is he cutting off his part of the vow or is he weakening the vow and the father steps in and knocks it out? And the the Gemara brought a Braita, well, started to bring a Braita and it had four parts to it. It talking about if uh, at what point did the father or husband pass away? The first part was if the husband uh, passed away the day he heard whatever happened, too bad, the father gets back everything and the father can annul or keep the vow. But if the husband kept uh, his part of the vow and then he passed away the next day, the father can't knock out that part. Case number two is where the father heard and he annulled his part and the husband didn't hear yet and then the father passed away. The the husband doesn't have a right to annul the rest of the vow. Case number three was where the husband heard it, annulled it, and the father did not hear yet, and the husband died, and then everything goes back to the father. Father can annul everything. Case number four was the husband heard and annulled it, and he and the father didn't get a chance to hear it until he passed away. The father passed away. The husband cannot annul it because the the husband could only annul with uh, in partnership. And with that, we're starting Samach Tet Amud Aleph, first word on the page, and we're bringing case number five of the Braita. Again, here the husband's dying also. Shama Avia Veheferla. The father heard about the vow, he annulled it, Veloi speak about And the husband didn't hear anything until he died. Then the father can now come in and knock out the her, the husband's part, he can annul it. He doesn't need any partnership. And Amar binatan hen hen divrei bet shamai. That's bet shamai's words. However, bet hilel omrim en av yachol afer. The husband cannot annul the part of the husband. And shma mina lebet shamai megaz gaiz. I understand that according to bet shamai, the the annulment that one of them does. If only one of them did the annulment, then it cuts off. Let's say one string or one part of that vow. The second half is still standing. And that's why if the future husband dies, it goes back to the father and he inherits the right to annul that vow. However, if one of them annulled the vow without the other, all it did was weaken the power of the vow, but the vow stands. And the father, let's say if the husband annulled his half and then the father heard about it, he doesn't get, inherit the right to annul the rest of the vow. The father cannot inherit a weakened vow. He can only inherit a, a complete vow that he can annul. And this is the way the the, the Ran, the, the Rosh, other Rishonim explained. However, the Rambam holds the father doesn't have a right to annul. That's only when he never heard about that vow yet. However, if he did hear of that vow before the husband died, then even Bet Hillel would agree that the father could annul that weakened the vow. And uh, the Ramban explains that even according to Bet Hillel, the father could annul that vow. And the only place that Bet Hillel and Bet Shammai are arguing is only that according to Bet Shammai, the father could, could annul the rest of that vow, and according to Bet Hillel, since that uh, husband's annulment wa- wasn't complete, 
Therefore, they have to come back and do it together or at the same time. Or There had to be some sort of partnership between the husband and the father. And since he's not alive anymore, it can't be done. Very interesting sugya, very kedai to look into. Next, the Gemara asks, Can a person do a hatarat nedarim after okaying a vow? Let's say his wife made a vow. He said, it's okay, no problem. If that's what she wants, that's what she wants. And then all of a sudden he changed his mind the next day. Can he do a hatarat nedarim on that or not? And if you want to say that you could do a hatarat nedarim after uh, keeping a vow, now you want to change your mind, the question is, can someone do a hatarat nedarim on an annulment or not? So he heard his wife made a vow, he annulled it, then he changed his mind. Could he do that or not? So Tashema, the Amar Biyohana, Nishalin al Hahekem, Venishalin al Haifer. You could do Atar Nidarim on accepting a vow, but not on an annulment of a vow. So now, Bayraba, if a, a husband said to a woman, Kayam Lichi, Kayam Lichi, he said, uh, this, let this vow stand, let this vow stand twice, he said it. Venishal al Hakamar Ishona, and he did a Atar Nidarim on the first Kayam Lichi. Mahu, what's the halakha? Does the second one come into play, or do we say that the second time he said kemlechi means nothing? So Tashema, the Amarabba, said, If someone did a hatarat nedarim on a first swear, then the second one stands. If a person says, I swear I'm not going to eat this bread, I swear I'm not going to eat this bread. And then he did Atarin Darim on the first one. The second one steps in. And the same thing would be over here when he did uh, Atarin Darim on the first uh, keeping of the vow. Then the second one steps in. So now, has a question. A person said the vow stands. And then he said the vow is annulled. But he also added, But the, the first part where, you, where the vow stands... That doesn't take into effect unless the annulment took place. Now that last line is very important because uh, because if he didn't say that, then okay, then I could say the vow started. Then it's too late to annul. But here he's saying that that vow standing doesn't even start until it is annulled. So Mao, what would be the halakha? Do we say that we understand that right after the vow stands, it gets annulled right away? And since the vow couldn't stand over here because it had to be a, 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 an annulment first, therefore the entire thing it doesn't take into effect. Or maybe what he really was trying to say that the vow standing all depends on the annulment, but the annulment has nothing to do with the vow standing, and may, meaning altogether there's no vow. Meaning, do we say there was nothing, not an annulment, not a vow, there was nothing, or do we say... There was a vow, but it was annulled. So Let's try to learn this out from the Mahloket of Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi, Ditnan. We learned in Masechet Temura that if a person had an Olan Shalamim in front of him, so he had animal A, Allah, animal B, Shalamim, and then he had animal C, which is Hulin, and he said, Hare Zo Temurat Allah Temurat Shalamim. He said, Animal C is a substitute for animals A and B. So, Hare Zo Temurat Allah, the very Bimir holds 
that the first thing he said, that's what he meant, and therefore animal C has been substituted with animal number one, which is the Ola. Because once it became a Ola, it can't now become a Shelamim. We have to check to see what he was talking about. This is what he was uh, talking about, that it, it should uh, the, the transfer should go on both A and B. Since you can't say two things at once, therefore it's going to be a transfer for both Ola uh, and Shelamim, and the animal is uh, sort of stuck. So what you do is you let it graze until it gets hurt, and then you could uh, sell it, and you could use the money to uh, to buy an Ola and the other half of the money to buy Shelamim. Now the Gemara tries to, uh, to explain. You see, according to Rabbi Yossi, who hold you go that it goes on both, then you could also say the same thing over here that he wanted that the the first the, the vow to stand and then to be broken apart with an annulment. He wanted everything to happen at the same time, and according to Rabbi Meir, it, only one of them, which is the vow standing. And even Rabbi Meir who said we go by the first one, not the second. That's the lo amar That's when he did not say that it should not. Uh, this shouldn't happen without this. over here, the amar He said this vow cannot stand unless it gets uh, annulled. Also, meaning it had to come at the same time. Therefore, even Rabbi Meir, Nami he'll even say that we also go by the second thing he said, and the annulment stands. And the Ran explains that at the end of the day, we're going to have to say that annulment is the one that stands, because really, even if both of them work, still the, the annulment is stronger, because this is what he showed was the, the one that's really important to him, because even the, even the vow standing couldn't stand without the annulment. So the annulment is the one that stands. So Ba'ir Rabba Rabba asks a question. If a husband or father said, If he said, Vow stands and it's annulled at the same time, what would be the halakha ma'u? Do we say they're both the opposite of each of each other and therefore they both cannot work and there was no vow and there was no annulment? Or do we say there was a vow and there was an annulment? So, Tashema de Amar Rabba, in a different place, a person who's Mekadesh, two sisters at the same time. The rule is called Anything that cannot happen one after the other cannot happen at the same time. And since you cannot be Mekadesh one sister after the other, therefore, when you Mekadesh them at the same time, it doesn't work, period. So, you have to say the same thing over here. Uh, since uh, keeping the vow and annulling the vow can't happen at the same time, therefore they both don't take into effect. And that's the way the Ran is posek. The Rambama, however, he is posek that uh, the, the, actually the vow stands and not the annulment. And the Kesef Mishneh, which is the Maran de Bet Yosef, explains that since, of the, since both of them did not uh, take effect, then that vow has been made without anyone saying anything, and that's why he takes effect. That's how he explains the Rambam. And uh, there's a famous Mahane Ephraim who explains that uh, then you get stuck with the problem because uh, then you should be able to annul that day. And if you understand the Rambam in its true form, you understand that 
even that day you can't annul anymore, and there's a famous or sameach, that the reason the vow stands, because the vow could stand even without someone saying that the vow stands, even just thinking it, that works. And that's why uh, it's stronger, and there's a famous Rav Chaim over here, very huge, so yeah, very clear to look into. But we'll stop right here, Baruch Hashem, Le'olam, Amen, Ve'amen.